0: Hello, I'm your host, John Cavendish, and welcome to the Amazon Strategist Show, the show that's all strategy, no hacks, no silver bullets, no magic pills, just real long-term strategies to grow your Amazon business. Today, my, gra- my guest is Chris Grant. Um, Chris is a longtime partner of Seller Candy, actually one of our biggest affiliates, and just in general, an awesome dude. He is uh, basically one of the biggest influences in the online arbitrage space, and I really wanted to get him on to share more about online arbitrage with our audience. Um, OA, or online arbitrage, is really one of the ways that a lot of people get into Amazon in the first place, because it's a way of, with less investment, getting onto the Amazon platform and um, yeah, starting to make money, make cash flow. Um, I think this was a really a really cool conversation, because we can dive into things like whether uh, you should be using OA as an additional stream to your Amazon business, what the OA scene is like right now, and then Chris can share about how he helps and supports and shares content about how you can really... Get into the OA space yourself. So without further ado, husband, father, investor, entrepreneur, content creator, e-commerce marketer, and you know, basically just an amazing guy who shares everything that he knows. Uh, welcome, Chris Grant.
1: What's going on, John? Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate you.
0: Well, I appreciate you too. And um, it's been a while since we've chatted, actually. Uh, yeah, Chris absolutely. is a busy, busy man. He is the hardest man to get hold of in the world. I think him and Jeff Bezos, if you email either of them, you get an email back within a little while. So, um, Chris, you uh, founded ClearTheShelf.com and the mm-hmm. OA Challenge. I love your merch. We're going to get some uh, some nice merch, too, very nice. soon. We'll, se- we'll send you one. Awesome. Um, Thank you. If we can get American sizes in Vietnam. Like, uh, no, for, even for me, it's difficult to get, a, get an American Is it like really? a t-shirt that will fit me in Vietnam.
1: Interesting. I, I didn't even giant. think about that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, Wow, cool, so thank you for coming on the show Chris
1: yeah, absolutely. I'm happy to be here, man
0: so let's can you tell me a bit about your journey like how did because I actually know like how did you get into this whole o a space and become Chris Grant from you know yeah. just chris
1: uh yeah know that's a it's a great question so i have always i think that I've always had the entrepreneur bug, and uh when I was in i don't know when I was in eighth grade or so. I actually started flipping pizza at school uh, we would we would we negotiated pizza down to about uh fifty cents a slice at Pizza Hut. We had it delivered and then we would sell it to the students for a buck and we made uh, We made enough money with that that we actually took our eighth grade class uh, to a a trip to Niagara Falls and we were able to give some money back to the school and uh you know I think we bought some basketball hoops or something uh and then we kind of spread that out to chips and cookies and all kinds of stuff and, and created a, a business for future eighth graders at the, the little school I went to. Uh, and that turned into, you know, having my brothers shovel uh, snow uh, back in Ohio. Uh, I would go do the selling, and they would go do the hard work, and then uh, I would give them – I'd cut them off a little piece of the action. Uh, <clears throat> And then I got into selling insurance when I turned 18. So, as soon as I turned 18, I knew that uh, I no longer wanted to push carts at the local grocery store, uh, and uh, I joined the family business and and learned sales and things like that. Uh, But my my way of selling was always through education. It was never, you know, I was never a hard salesman or anything like that. Uh, I shared with people kind of why they needed the certain coverages that they need and let them know, you know, really how things worked. Um, but as I got a little bit older and my wife and I started to want to have a family, uh, I did not want to be slinging insurance in the streets at six, seven, eight, nine o'clock at night. Uh, and I wanted to be able to be home a bit more. And uh, And so I started looking around for ways to make money at home. And uh, I stumbled upon drop shipping on eBay before it was, you know, before everybody and their brother knew what drop shipping was. So we drop shipped on eBay for a little while, and after a couple of months, I realized that I didn't think it was really something that would scale very well because I would stay up until two or three in the morning fulfilling orders, uh, you know, answering emails and things like that. And so I was like, there, there's got to be something to this but there must be something better. Uh, And that was not too long after Amazon actually started the FBA program. Uh, And so I started doing a little bit more researching. I came across uh, Chris Green. I came across a few other influencers back then. uh, And I just started learning as much as I could. Uh, And and if I learned, I would share the information. I, I never... I'm always one who, if I, if I figure something out, I'll just share it freely. I don't, I don't mind. Uh, and so once we kind of figured out retail arbitrage, uh, I was like, well, you know, I don't want to go drive around and, and clear all these shelves. So let's figure out online arbitrage. And we moved over to online arbitrage and, um, and then I've always kind of been someone who wants to document the journey and, and share what I can. And so that got me into YouTube and blogging and, uh, I, I don't know, I really enjoy marketing and things like that. And so kind of learning that piece. And, um, and then that led me to, okay, well, if I see issues in the community, that led me to, hey, let's build some software. And so we've built IP Alert, we built Rev ROI uh, and a few other tools uh, for the community. And, uh, and that kind of got me to where I am today.
0: Oh, I love it. And I love the piece about giving back. The, your school has that always been a part of what you do, you know, with the, the pizza and setting up for the future generations.
1: Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. It's just something that comes sort of naturally. I, I don't know if it was necessarily, um, you know, taught or anything like that. But you know, we were we were sitting around and we were kicking around some ideas in eighth grade uh, math class, uh, and we were like, hey, what are some ways that we can make money? And then once we figured that out and kind of got it down to a science. I was like, you know we need to set this up and and kind of put out we we were learning how to write papers on how to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and that's kind of our first it's kind of our first taste of building out a standard operating procedure in grade mm-hmm. school uh, and so as we kind of figured this whole process out, we you know put in what are now standard operating procedures and, you know, gave that to the next class so that they could take over uh, because it, you know, the eighth grade, I went to a small private school and eighth grade was kind of, you know, the king of the mountain. Uh, and so, you know, we were supposed to help out the younger kids and that was our class's way of helping out the younger kids.
0: Ah, super cool. I love that. Yeah. And um, yeah, such a cool entrepreneurial journey. Um At the end there, you, uh, touched on a bit about re- retail arbitrage and online arbitrage. Could you define them just for anyone who's you know, you know, really not done any of them in the past? Because actually, yeah. to, I haven't even done R A R O A in the past.
1: Absolutely, and as business owners and entrepreneurs and things like that, we all know that there are inefficiencies in the marketplace. It's just the way it is. It's it, it has always been that way, and all the way back to, you know, uh, when they were taking gold from one place and selling it another place for for more money or for when silver was being arbitraged. And so it's always been that way when there's a marketplace. And so arbitragers just take advantage of those inefficiencies. And so if you go buy something at the local Target or Walmart uh, because it's a smaller marketplace or maybe something was sent to them that just doesn't sell well, well, we can then take it to a bigger marketplace, usually market up enough to make a profit on it, And we take advantage of that inefficiency. And now, because marketplaces are so fragmented, you know, there are thousands and thousands of retailers online. There are, you know, hundreds or thousands of retailers that are in the brick and mortar space. There's tons of these places where we can find something that sells for more at a bigger audience. And that's essentially what retail arbitrage and online arbitrage are.
0: I love it. And yeah, I mean, it's basically the business as old as time, isn't it? Buy something from someone and sell it to someone else for more money.
1: Yeah. I I typically like to tell people that it's the second oldest job in the world.
0: (laughs) We won't go into the oldest job in the world. We won't
1: go into the oldest job in the world.
0: (laughs) So, so what's the kind of path to OA? Like what's, what scale is possible? And then what's kind of a path to scale with this type of business model?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like to say that there really is no glass ceiling with online arbitrage. If you've got, if you've got procedures in place and uh, you can you can run a team and you have processes and you know exactly what you're looking for, um, the only the only limit really is how much capital you have. And of course, you can overcome that by taking on debt or partners or investors or whatever. Uh, but I know people who are doing you know, high six figures. I know people who are doing uh, mid seven figures and I know, you know, maybe two or three uh, who are doing nine figures or sorry, eight figures. Sorry, eight figures, not nine figures, eight figures in online or retail arbitrage. Um, Now there are people, there are people doing probably more than that, but they typically aren't hanging out in Facebook groups and and things like that uh, where I tend to hang out. Uh, you know, they're they've got their nose to the grindstone running a team. Uh you know, but it's it really is no limit. Now, realistically, you can easily do two or three million dollars with you and one or two other people, uh, and then some prep help.
0: Cool. So I guess that comes to like what would be a day in the life of an RA seller. R A O oh A, not R A. Yeah. <laughs> Get in your car and so, drive around sort <clears throat> of
1: uh, I mean, if you're just starting out, it's going to look a lot different than if you've got this thing mastered and, you know, you have a whole team and a process. You know, but if you're just starting out, one, you're going to want to educate yourself as much as possible. Uh, and today there there are no secrets on the Internet anymore. So you can check YouTube. Uh, I've been enjoying uh, Arbitrage Twitter lately. Uh, you can I would stay away from TikTok. I don't think the quality of education is quite as good over there. Uh, But there's a lot of YouTube content that's out there that's really good. Facebook groups, uh, discords, and all kinds of things. So there there is no lack of information. Uh, And the community is usually really willing to help you out. So if you ask specific questions, you're usually going to get good answers. Mm. Um, So a day in the life of a new seller would be taking in a lot of information and then going and practicing at a small scale, buying two or three items uh, that you find that you think are profitable. Uh, and maybe you do that with five or six different SKUs and you send them in and you kind of test the waters. Uh, someone who's been around a while, they might utilize lead lists. Uh, and I know you've had Eli on here who runs an excellent lead list. Uh, I actually am a, a client and a user of his lead list. It's great.
0: Not yet. Actually, we would to get him yeah. as a guest soon.
1: Oh, you're having him as a guest, guest soon. Okay. Well, we haven't put him on yet, but we'll get, we'll get him on. Yeah, get Eli on here. He's great. Uh, so you might utilize lead lists. You might have a team of VAs or uh, even local people who do some sourcing for you and, uh, and leads just show up ready for you to look through. Uh, and then it's time to double check the work and buy. Uh, and then hopefully you have some sort of prep process in place. My prep process is it all goes to a prep center out in tax-free Oregon. Uh, There are other tax-free states like uh, Montana, New Hampshire, and Delaware, where you could also get a prep center. Uh, And then it goes there. And then once a week, I get a big shipment that goes into Amazon. Uh, And that's essentially what our process looks like every day.
0: I love it. And um, that's a big tip there for anyone who isn't U S centric or doesn't know about the tax situation in the U S it's different from state to state and wherever you nexus and put your stuff really affects where, uh, how much tax you pay. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So here in, here in Florida where I'm at, it's, uh, you know, 7.25%. Mm. Uh, in some places, uh, sales tax is as high as 10% and your cost of prep might be a dollar 50 a unit. So, if you're in an area where it's 10% sales tax, well, you're going to break even if you're paying $1.50 a unit and your cost per, good, cost per unit is $15 or more. So in most cases, because I stick to some higher dollar items, I actually put money back in my pocket, even though someone else handles all of the prep for me.
0: Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. Um, and you talked about leads. Leads is a very OA-centric term. Like, What do you define as a lead?
1: So it's essentially a an item that you can purchase at a store uh, and hopefully sell on Amazon for more. So yeah. let's say let's say that you have a team or a lead list or something like that, and they go scour the internet for sales uh, or you know regular priced products that just sell for more on a larger marketplace like Amazon, and you'll get a spreadsheet full of those every day. And so maybe it's a shampoo at Target uh, that you match with a, a conditioner at Target and you bundle that up, take it over to Amazon and it sells for more. One for the convenience factor of being able to get shampoo and conditioner with one click uh, and the fact that, you know, it's just at a, a place that gets more eyeballs than Target might. Uh, and it it sounds silly because everyone's like, oh, well, people are just going to go out and Google and, and do the you know, do the searching and find the cheaper price. But that's not the case. You know, something like 65% of product searches start on Amazon. They totally bypass Google and they start on Amazon. So it might be different where you are, but I know that quite often, you know, I'll, I'll hop in bed and, you know, it's uh, my wife and I are chatting and we'll talk about something all of a sudden, Amazon gets pulled up on someone's phone <laughs> and you're starting a product search because you had an idea or you talked about a, a decoration for an upcoming holiday and you totally bypass Google. Uh, and, and that's kind of what we get to leverage in, in our arbitrage business.
0: Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent like here where I'm, uh, where me and my wife are based in Vietnam, there's, there's like so much competition right now on different marketplaces. So, you know, there's Lazada, Shopee, mm-hmm. um, that, um, with a couple of other ones, Tiki. But uh, Shopee, you'll know you're no Shopee because if you ever ever come to Asia, they're so big in Asia and they're really dominating right now, they've got the most annoying notification tone in you've ever heard in your life. It goes, Shopee, Shopee. And it's turned on by default. And you can hear oh. it across the road <laughs> like when you're walking around town. <laughs> it's just like everywhere. It's like if, if like Amazon went, Amazon, Amazon, like, and everyone's ordering and getting notifications on Amazon all the time. It was just their phones were just shouting at them. That's uh, fascinating. But I love seeing stuff, you know, like you're on Instagram or on Facebook and you see one of those cool products that's like, oh, like, like those LED lights you have in the corner of your room. I've seen them mm-hmm. like a bit, which like, up. So I just went on to Lazada. I was like, oh, cool. I can get it from China for a third of the price in seven, you know, in four days delivery. And that's the cool thing oh, about wow. living in Asia. I'll just be like, yeah, I like this brand that someone's private labeled, but I know the manufacturer can send it direct to me for, for 25 bucks. Not 130. right 30 um but that's no, super cool so we we all know that you know it's all great when business is going well and what are some of the perils of oh wait not to scare people off just so that people know what they're getting into
1: oh yeah absolutely Yeah, <clears throat> you know, there's there's a couple of things number one you've, you've got to make sure to keep good records and i know that seems like you know just good general business advice but uh you know, there are some brands who don't particularly like their products being what they think is diluted from, you know, their their marketplace share. Uh, and now they may not sell on Amazon at all. You know, for example, uh, Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. They don't sell on Amazon, but if they one day up and decided that they did not want third-party sellers selling on Amazon, they could do things like file IP complaints that you've got to fight uh you know or accuse you of selling counterfeit products or something like that now all of this is something that you can fight and and show amazon that uh that's not really the case you know but it does kind of give you a headache to deal with uh fortunately we've got seller candy to take care of that for us uh you know rather than having to deal with it ourselves all the time um that's the biggest thing. Uh, the other thing is you do have to deal with a, a dynamic marketplace. Uh, prices are always shifting on Amazon. We know that uh, yeah, according to studies, prices on Amazon change over a billion times per day. Uh, and that means that your, your item might not sell for what you had hoped it would, which is why you need to have some cushion in your margin when you source. Uh, So there are times when products become unprofitable that you've already purchased and paid for. And it's not like we can, you can have them sent back to you from Amazon and you can return them, but I don't do that because it kind of, if I make a bad buy, that's on me. It's part of business. And I don't want the retailer to get a bad taste in their mouth uh, of me doing business with them. Uh, And so you've got to deal with that. Uh, And, the marketplace is maturing. You know, there are people who are, you know, for the first seven or eight years, it was kind of the wild west and, you know, Amazon was getting their ducks in a row, but, you know, now that we're a little bit further along, Amazon is really starting to get things in a row and, you know, making sure that we have follow all the rules and things like that is, you know, becoming a little bit more difficult. Uh, and, People who do the same thing as me are becoming more mature business people and realizing that, okay, well, we used to get 50% margins all the time and we could walk into any Walmart or or Target and buy just about anything and sell it for a profit, you know, but now we realize that, okay, well, I need to run this like a business and I'm going to have 10 or 12% margins, which is still pretty healthy, Uh, but I need to focus on flipping things faster. And allowing that ROI to compound over Mm. over time, Uh, and as people are learning that, it becomes a little bit harder uh, to kind of get into this and and be super super successful quickly. Uh, It takes a little bit more patience than it used to.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, if margins going down from well up to fifty percent to say yeah twelve to fifteen, then you're sitting on way more inventory. I guess you know your capital your capital outlay is getting bigger to get to that scale to Build up, especially if you're only purchasing at a low rate. Um, exactly. Yeah, and that's what some struck me actually. We're talking to some O A sellers in the past. You know, we've got a lot of O A seller clients. Is the amount they're spending? You know, once it gets up to scale, you know, like, oh well, you know, if you want to be selling hundred thousand dollars a month, three thousand dollars a day, you've got a twelve percent margin after Amazon's fees. That means you're, you know, at least to maintain, your spending what, forty thousand dollars a month, thirty to forty. You know, so that means you're spending one to two thousand dollars a day on yep. um, purchases once you get to scale. Obviously you can start out spending fifty bucks a day on products and making a little bit of cash flipping things. But exactly uh, interesting when you see when you see that. Um, and especially if you're an American, credit card points. I wish I was credit
1: card one. credit card points, uh you know there there are some cool things you can take advantage of. So you got credit card points uh which you could use for travel if you wanted to uh, you've got cash back credit cards, uh, you know, which you need to check with a CPA or a, yeah. a tax attorney or whoever. But uh, most cash back programs, whether it's through a, a Rakuten or something like that or a credit card, they're often uh, tax advantaged in some way. Uh, so, you know, some people just do just flip for the points and the cash back and live on that.
0: Yeah. No, I mean I get it it's, and, I mean some of those cashback and points are worth like what two to five percent on some of those cards. It's crazy, isn't it?
1: yeah well so i I spent a thousand dollars at one retailer uh, this afternoon, mm. and um, they see through I can't remember which cashback portal it was, uh, but I got eight and a half percent in cashback. so I'm gonna get about eighty five dollars from that mm. cashback portal. And then I've got another one and a half percent cash back on my credit card. So, yeah. you know, and that's 10%. before I even sell it. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Um yeah. it's not good for the banking, the future of the banking system, is it? The fact that they're making so many yeah. fees they're getting charged to us merchants or you know, people that are selling stuff at the end, and all these fees come back somewhere and the banks are basically just getting richer on the back end.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Yeah. Um the more the older I get, and the more we do international business, the more I love and dislike international payment transfers and payment processes, you know Oh, Who yeah, wants to pay it's, stripe five to ten thousand dollars a month.:
1: exactly, you know yeah. and and yeah it's it's crazy. I know PayPal uh, recently changed some of their terms, you know, and uh, I used to be able to send people you know friends and family money, and they yeah. stripped that away from me. Uh, they they want to get uh, a few more thousand out of me every single month, I guess.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, PayPal cost, uh, I don't know about their customer service recently, but trying to deal with them if anything goes wrong, it's just like Facebook isn't. It? It's like a black hole of uselessness. Yeah. Anyway, we can we can rip apart some SaaS companies in the future.
1: <laughs>
0: Reason Seller Candy exists. I can't complain about any of this stuff. You know, Seller Candy exists because of inefficiencies in the marketplace exactly Uh, with amazon support so you know we've made a we made a very profitable business out of it um cool i mean anything else you want to share about oa before we get into some kind of news and uh general amazon world chat
1: yeah in in a nutshell i think we i think we covered a bunch of it i know a lot of folks Mm -hmm. who listen are probably going to be more pl focused uh Mm. and uh you know but this is a this is a good way to be able to cash flow on the side. Uh, hmm. You know, we've actually got, we recently had someone uh, who came through the OA challenge who is a PL first guy. and uh, But he uses OA to cash flow and then fund his private label business whenever he wants to bring on a, a new line. Hmm. Uh, and so it's been, it's worked out really well for him. And I'm, I'm fascinated by his business model.
0: I, I love that. And, yeah. uh, I love that you can start small with that way. You know, it's not like, oh, right now I need to, you know, legitimately to start a good private label product that's gonna make you, not make you rich, but it's gonna make you some decent money. You need to be, you know, you you need to have twenty to fifty thousand dollars ready to go at least to scale. You know, because you're making yeah. the initial five to ten k investment, and if it goes well, well, if you run out of stock immediately, you're kind of screwed. So it's all about that and planning for all these crap that's going on with China right now and. Making sure you're not getting out of business if they jack the uh, the rates yet again, which is absolutely mm-hmm. insane.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And on the OA side, you could start with. I mean, you could start with anything. I started with about two hundred bucks doing retail arbitrage, but and nowadays, you could start with five hundred as long as you're willing to be patient and and just put in the work.
0: Yeah, I love it, and uh, I would really encourage anyone who's watching this or watching the replays because we get a lot more people watching the replays. To, uh, yeah, to to give it a go. Check out Chris's stuff. Um, It's the best place to start, in my opinion. Um, Chris does run a few things, like the OA Challenge, which is how many times a year? Two times a year, usually?
1: Uh, Live, we do it typically three or four times a year, and then we have replays all the time.
0: More? Replays more? And actually, Chris has offered one of these for our giveaway, which is happening later today. So stay on and uh, enter so that you can actually win a copy of the replay. Uh, If not, I'm sure you can buy it. I'm sure, Chris exchanges money for items. <laughs> um, cool. So, just so we have a few more minutes, Amazon. Like, what do you see right now that's happening with in the space with like fee increases, drone deliveries? Uh, what do you see before we yeah. dive into the so, game Jay?
1: Uh Well, Thursday, Amazon did release um, uh, another fee increase. So, here mm-hmm. in the states, we we've had what they call an inflation surcharge already. Uh, when gas prices were you know, coming close to, I guess they were $5 in some places, they never quite made it there here. Um, uh, and that has not gone away yet, even though the prices of gas have receded. Uh, mm-hmm. But now, because Amazon's not only a retailer, they're also a shipping carrier uh, now, they are adding a fulfillment fee uh, increase for Q4, uh, mm-hmm. just like the post office has, just like ups is going to uh, and so they did say it's going to be about 35 cents uh, per unit on average wow. that the increase will be uh, but it is on a sliding scale um, i shared i think i shared it on twitter or and instagram here recently if uh, anybody wanted to go find it and, and take a look but uh it is something that people are going to want to make sure that they take a look at you know If you're in the PL space, you get to kind of hold your prices to what you want them to be a little bit more than uh, arbitrage sellers can. So you want to make sure that that's all factored in. Uh, And for arbitrage sellers, you need to make sure that uh, you're factoring those new fees, those increased fees on top of increased Q4 storage fees so that at the end of the day, you're actually still making some money and you're not uh, going in the red.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's so powerful owning the platform, isn't it? I mean, that's kind of the main thing. Like, you own the platform, we are all beholden to Amazon we need to make sure that we're ahead of the game for if anything like that happens.
1: Exactly. I was actually just thinking the other day. Uh, you know, I was like, okay, well, there's, there's Walmart, which is, has its marketplace now. There's Amazon. There's eBay and Etsy. Uh, and Airbnb is really just a marketplace. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was like, I've got to figure out what kind of marketplace I could build. Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's a service marketplace or something like that. And one of the biggest marketplaces that people never talk about is a place called Envato, E N V A T O. Uh, they sell like WordPress themes and, and all kinds of things. Uh, they're a multi-billion dollar business, uh, and it, and they're just a marketplace for other people to sell WordPress related items. Uh, Mm -hmm. And uh, and so, yeah, owning a marketplace, you get a couple of things. One, uh, you get people who sell on it to tell other people about it. So you get the network effect Uh, and then you just get to sit back and kind of collect fees from from everyone selling on your marketplace.
0: Yeah, totally agreed. I'll just to share. I was at an event here in Ho Chi Minh City uh, a couple of weeks ago and I was chatting to the woman next to me and I was like, what do you do? And she says that we, uh, they own a company called Freelancer Viet, which is basically Upwork for Vietnamese. Okay. So Vietnamese has, you know, 100 million people in Vietnam. So, you know, there's a Vietnamese local version of Upwork. I was like, oh, that's cool. Sounds great. And she was like, oh, you know, she was like, asked them how they make money, of course. And uh, it's a subscriber model. They pay $15 a month. So subscribe okay. to be on the platform, in US dollars. And I was like, you know, she was like, cool, we've we'll been going 12 years. We've got 700,000 users. Wow. Um, I was like, interesting. And how many employees do you have? 15. <laughs> it's like, a like,
1: perfect business.
0: Yeah. And I was like, so that means you're doing 9 million US dollars a month. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, yeah, are yeah, about. She's like, oh, but it's not all profit. You know, we have marketing costs and operation costs. And I was like, oh, so, you know, well, 80%. She's like, probably 80%. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, just one of those, those things are tough. you sit next to these people. And you're like... Wow. Yeah. I mean, some some business models are just made to scale, aren't they? Yeah. It's very, so interesting. Yeah. It was one of those things, and it's like, wow. What can we, what can I take away from that that we can apply to sell a candy in terms of the value that we can offer? And I always thought fifteen dollars was too little to charge for things, but not if you have seven hundred thousand people subscribed.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. find a you find a big enough marketplace, and that scales very well.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love meeting those people because they're always the most insumi- un- unassuming people, aren't You know, the people who are making the most noise uh, are not necessarily the people who are making the most impact, or really the guys behind the people behind the behind the machines. It's pretty exactly. interesting.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: I love it. Um, what well, says us? We're both talking on podcasts right now. <laughs> Some guy in the background there making hundreds of millions of dollars. They're right. Um. Awesome. So just because we're coming to about 30 minutes, it's getting into time for our game show game. So we always want to give back to our audience here at uh, at the Amazon Strategy Show. I'm just getting our intro ready because it looks super cool. And um, yeah, and part of that is that we have a game show game. Uh, All of our guests, when they come, give one to three prizes. Chris put three in because he's smart and he knows you'll stay on the wheel for longer. And then we spin it a couple of times and uh, you have a chance to win either something from Chris or something from one of our previous guests. So um, Chris has very kindly put together two copies of IP Alert, the software. So if you're wanting to give OA a try, I definitely get IP Alert. It's just one of those little things that helps you not screw up or screw up less often because everyone's going to screw up uh, testing this out. Trust me, you know. None of us have done a business and not screwed up in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, and one copy of the OA Challenge replay, um, which is basically education to get you going. And I'd highly recommend taking part in one of Chris's OA Challenges because it's just, you know, the group feeling and peer pressure to actually make it work. Peer pressure is real. Uh, on top of that, in the back end, we still have uh, from AMPD, Amped, we have a campaign review, and uh, they will help you set up your Google ads to your Amazon products. We have an hour-long call with John John Elder of Black Label Advisor. We have some referrers on um, referrers on subscriptions, so getting so getting social media influencers to help you with your Amazon business. Uh, we have some grew Health Check. We have AMZ Clever Consulting Call if you want a PL consulting session with Daniel Fernandez, one of the best consultants I know out there, for strategy. Uh, Fortunet, you have an m a audit of your Amazon business. And which from Seller Candy, we have reimbursements. So up to $400 of reimbursements free from Seller Candy. And a load of cash. So everyone likes cash. So enter below in the link. You have a chance of winning any of those or just some crisp $100 bills. Hopefully not too many because last time somebody won $100. And the podcast costs me lots more money every time. <laughs> <laughs> every time people win, 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 win the $100 prize. Um, all right. So, let's load up the wheel so that we can spin the wheel. And here we go. We do need to figure out how to, uh, how to get music in the background at some point for this. But, Chris, you have control. Uh, you, don't, you don't actually have control. Uh, I always say that and everyone tries to click it, but no, you have to say spin that wheel and then. All uh, right. Can... Uh,
1: John, spin that wheel. No, it's not actually me
0: either. It's our producer, Vivian. <laughs> mm. Awesome. Cool. So we have not even announced because I didn't read it off the list. We have $500 from Ecom Balance from uh, Nathan Hirsch, who was on, oh, a, uh, was on last week. So five hundred found it all as a bookkeeping credit. Uh, we will introduce uh, you to Nathan next week. So we put, we've always pulled the winners after. And we've actually got some winners to announce after this one. So yeah, Nathan was on last week. Uh, what an awesome dude. So much energy. Yeah,
1: he's fantastic. I, I love Nathan. Yeah, I
0: mean, just such a good, and such a good um, reputation in the industry. Whatever mm-hmm. industry. He just seems to be everywhere, anywhere, everywhere, all at once. I still need to watch that movie. Everything, everywhere, all at once. People keep recommending oh, it to me. Yeah, me too. Uh, do you want to spin it again? Since we're on the live yeah. show,
1: Chris? Sure thing. Do it, yeah. You have to say. Oh, spin that wheel.
0: <laughs> you are in control. da 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 And we have a one-month subscription to Referazon. So also very cool. Um, the, the thing I really like about Referazon is they're a mixture of an influencer platform and an education platform. So when we had Tanner come and talk about it, he basically says that they have templates to help you get up to 30% response rate from the people you reach out to, to be your influencers, as opposed to the usual like 1% or 1% to 3%. So um, highly recommend you taking advantage of that, because it's basically almost like a course plus, plus software role in one. Is how I oh, that's it. awesome. Because yeah, I mean, who wants a software where you can't actually get results? Right? Um, awesome. So thank you, Chris. Uh, let's enter this back to uh, the main stage so that uh, we can announce the winners. OK, so time to announce the winners from previous weeks. Now. Um, announcing the winners. So, number one, I'm just going to be reading from a list here because we've got a few to catch up on because we haven't been uh, doing this for a little while. Um, if you can just make me full screen for a for a minute, Viv, so we can announce the winners. So, uh, first we have Stephen Bollinger who will be uh, winning the for free, sorry, $400 worth of free reimbursements from our sponsors, uh, Seller Candy. Which obviously is us, <laughs> but always good to sponsor your own stuff. And uh, yeah, so Stephen Bollinger, we will be reaching out to you and um, and getting you set up with those four hundred dollars worth of reimbursements. So uh, congratulations and uh, welcome to the Seller Candy family, at least for four hundred dollars. Um, number two, we have Alessandro Carnati. He won last week the one thousand dollars bookkeeping credit from Econ Balance. So from Nathan. We just, who, who someone else has just won this week. So $1,000 of bookkeeping credit, depending on the size of your business, could be anything from, I believe, four to five months up until, you know, one month if you're a seven or eight-figure seller. So, yeah, we're going to reach out and introduce you to Nathan and his team. They're going to get you set up for your first $1,000 of uh, of bookkeeping credit. We have five winners total to announce. Uh, three, we have Joseph Petruzilio. He has won the two-month subscription to refer on. So, from Tana, um, thanks so much uh, for entering. and uh, we're gonna reach out to you as well to introduce you to Tana and his team. Um, now, the who has won the thousand sorry, the thousand dollars Amazon PPC course from Trivium from Mina Elias is Adam. So Adam, you don't have a uh, you don't have a surname, but we have your email, so we'll reach out to you, Adam. If you're called Adam and you're watching, then uh, you have a good chance of winning. And depends which Adam you are. Finally, finally, we have Mr. Sean Hay, who has won three months of My Horizons from uh, Laura. So My Horizons, awesome piece of software. Um, We will intro you to Laura and her team so you can get all that set up. So next time we'll be announcing two or three winners. If you are excited to enter, please do enter from the link below, uh, whether this is on the pre-recording or whether you're watching uh, live so that you can... um, you could win one of these amazing prizes. I mean, literally thousands of dollars giving away every single episode. And um, awesome! Thanks, Chris. Who do you want to win your? Uh, who do you want to win your, your prize?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I, anybody who needs it, I'm happy to happy to have them have them have it.
0: Yeah, totally agreed. Awesome. So moving into the next section now we have the rapid-fire questions. The reason we do rapid-fire questions is it's always fun, and there's always some funny outtakes. Um, All right, so there are potentially eight questions, although there are actually some extra ones today. Uh, So maybe we'll add some more, maybe we won't. You'll have to watch and see. Chris, so the rules are uh, you have to answer the first thing that comes to mind, and you can give one-word answers.
1: Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yes.
0: Okay, let's do it. All right, question number one. What is your favorite Amazon niche? Beauty. If you could choose no pictures or no reviews, what would you pick?
1: No reviews.
0: Uh, name a country that starts with the letter G. Georgia. Which Amazon marketplace is the next big opportunity? India. Hmm. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Yes. Name something appealing about working from home.
1: One word answer?
0: You can have three words.
1: Freedom of time.
0: Wow, oh, very good. And that amazing picture behind you. Um, Google ads or Facebook ads? Google Ads. Name something you'd hate to find swimming around in your bathtub.
1: An alligator.
0: (laughs) You are in Florida. Um, Yeah. What name a downside of cycling to work? Sweat. Definitely also in Florida, same as here. Yeah. (laughs) It's exactly the same weather as here. So thank you, Chris. You passed and um we're gonna have some amazing outtakes we can share with you to share on your socials from that
1: perfect yeah that's great that's fun i like
0: that (laughs) cool yeah thank you thank you and um one of my favorite parts of the show as well so we now go into our live q and a section so uh we now have about five ten minutes of live q a before we uh before we uh exit so Feel free to submit any comment or question to the uh, below where you're watching, if you're watching live. Uh, if you're not watching live, still submit a comment if you want. We will answer it at some point, but we'll have to write the answer back. Uh, but submit it below this video, and then we will pin it up on the screen. Oh, I see some stuff coming in from Instagram. Um, from Instagram, what product category would you recommend as low risk?
1: Uh Well, for online arbitrage, I think home and kitchen would be a low risk category, maybe tools Hmm. and home improvement. Uh, But both of those categories, nothing you're going to ingest, nothing you're going to put on your skin. uh, Hmm. And uh, typically, you know, the return should be a little bit lower. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I guess clothing would be the worst. Returns wise, yeah. Returns
0: wise, yeah. And hopefully, no one's ingesting any hardware products. <laughs> so, yeah, very good. Thank you for thank you for that. Uh, what else? Any other questions? Ah, and Rana also uh, says cosmetics. Um, so, yeah, thanks thanks for coming to a comment, Rana. And um, yeah, I'd agree. I think a lot of our clients, I can't say what products they sell, obviously, but lots of people do cosmetics because easy to buy in bulk, easy to move. Mm-hmm high volume small
1: light yeah
0: yeah um all right from from the amazon strategy show somewhere else i don't know where that's coming from uh what category usually has the highest margins great question
1: yeah uh, yeah that's a that's a tough one um if you can buy right i would say beauty and personal care probably has some of the highest margins uh, yeah. you can can use coupons, sales, discounts, and other ways to lower your cost of goods sold. And some makeup products sell for a ridiculous—well, to me, it's a ridiculous amount of money. To the end consumer, it's uh, you know, it, it's what they're willing to pay.
0: Yeah, um, having a wife, I would say that's very true.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I, I, I have explain. one too.
0: Not that I don't no, not not, not that men can't spend a lot of money on products, and I think she does buy me expensive skincare products, uh, but I don't know how much they cost.
1: Yeah. So uh, yeah, they're they're not cheap.
0: <laughs> they're really not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, now I'm supposed to wear SPF sunscreen so that I don't look so old so quickly, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Here in Florida, I've been trying to be better about that. So
0: yeah, SPF uh, moisturizing cream. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Um, Uh, Chris's answer was um, beauty beauty Uh, next question Um, yeah Rana says IT products laptops Um, potentially it really depends on um, on returns and on dating of these categories
1: yeah the I have I've sold some I have never sold laptops but I've sold things like phones and and things like Mm -hmm. that never had too much of an issue but one of the issues you run into with that particular category which that category is where some of the largest sellers on Amazon play. Mm-hmm. Uh but if you're doing arbitrage, you you do have to worry about fraud uh and things like that, people uh returning bricks instead of a computer and uh and that can cut down your margins quite a bit. Uh I don't often get a return of a beauty product.
0: Mm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I've heard some horror stories about people uh yeah getting bricks and things like that back and then oh seller candy fighting them yep you know we, we can help with all that stuff it's just uh yeah i mean if you're 800 dollars out of pocket for a while you know unless you're a huge business even if you're a huge business then it sucks you know doesn't it it's just have, like so much money just sitting on your PL in exactly ar ar like who wants accounts receivable sitting there which isn't cash in your pocket i mean it technically is profit until you write it off at the end of the year but that's when you, your accountant says, "Oh, you had all this money, and now it's all just—it <laughs> was paper money that existed in the P and L." The,
1: the good news is, is your your tax liability is a little bit lower when that happens. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, that's what they say. Oh, the good news is your taxes lower. was like, yeah, but I'd rather have the cash exactly. in my pocket and pay tax on it, especially in Florida where you guys have got really good tax rates. Yes, um, from Twitter. Which online stores in Europe would you recommend for sourcing products? Uh, I mean, that's a really good question. Do you, okay. do you recommend Europe? Um, do you have any guys selling yeah. in Europe?
1: Yeah, yeah. I've got, uh, I've got several friends who you know, sell in the UK, Europe, Israel, uh, all across. Oh, i got friends in Australia, all over the place. But uh, in, uh, in the UK, Europe, uh, Tesco is a great place uh, to get mm. started. Uh, Boots is another great place if you want to get into the uh, the beauty or drugstore mm-hmm. type product niche. Um, I'm trying to think of some other stores over there that I'm familiar with. Those, those are probably the only two that I'm really mm-hmm. familiar with, just because that's not my marketplace of choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know people who make money from those two places regularly.
0: Yeah, Tesco and Boots. Uh, yeah, I mean super high street stores. Funny if you mm-hmm. you, you can't you not call them a drugstore in the UK drugstore be something a bit different like okay it sounds like you're gonna go to a drug dealer and go to his drugstore uh,
1: <laughs> yeah see yeah. for see for us pharmacy. here in yeah here in the states we call a pharmacy a drugstore and uh and there's one on every corner
0: you know so <laughs> i mean now there's and also a drugstore the... in every I mean, I mean there's also a drugstore in every corner as well now on the now, now in the states dispensary yeah. or or whatever everywhere exactly it's very confusing about which one's are. Uh, legal but florida's uh you
1: need some kind of prescription don't you still it is medicinal you do need a a green card here in florida
0: yeah i remember walking around florida and yeah it's yeah i mean i feel like now when you're in the u.s in certain areas all you smell is is weed when you're walking around oh yeah
1: (laughs) yeah you walk you know go down go go to san francisco and uh you know go to hayton ashbury or something which there's a bunch of really great uh, like breakfast spots there uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it just smells like uh, smells like pot everywhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we were in um, Vegas for St. Patrick's Day uh, for Prosper Show. So anyone who's going to be at Prosper next year, feel free to hit us up. We'll, we'll be exhibiting there again. Uh, we weren't exhibiting this year. We'll be exhibiting next year. And um, around St. Patrick's Day, and yeah, it was just like insanity around Vegas. It was great. Lots of green painted everything. Um, okay, from Twitter. I have a small budget. How do I get started? I mean, Good small question. Budget, different, different question from everyone, but yeah. Say, let's yeah. say four hundred to a thousand dollars.
1: Yeah. So yeah, like you said, this is subjective, but uh, you know, you just what I suggest is that you take a series of very small bets. Uh, yeah. It's okay to buy one or two products across a multitude of SKUs and test them out to make sure that it works uh you know so there's nothing nothing wrong with that you know buy two products that look successful send them in or you know wait till you have 10 or 20 or something like that so that your inbound shipping costs are a little bit lower per product because that can eat into your profits uh you know but buy what you can test the method the other cool thing is that especially if you're in the states or you know something like that it's very easy to do something called merchant fulfilled products mm. So you can actually buy products, have them in your cart, and if they're really fast-moving products, you might sell them before you leave the store. I've done that on dozens of (laughs) occasions, you know. Christmas time, you'll find a hot-selling product, you list it for sale, it sells before you walk out of the store, so you go buy them, and then you go home and you ship them out directly to the customer. You could try that method as well. It takes a little bit more of a skill set, but it is doable. Uh, But yeah, just... Start where you are, uh, learn everything you can, take some small calculated bets, uh, verify the model works, and then when you're ready, uh, scale up or reinvest your profits into more and more. And then over a long enough time horizon, that will compound into something you're probably very happy with.
0: Mm, Yeah, awesome advice there. And I love that bit about uh, product selling before you've left the store. Um, You know, I mean, that is the ultimate dream, isn't it? It's almost like consignment. Self-consignment, oh, yeah. you are the consignment you're holding in your hand and it sells while you're holding it in your hand.
1: Yeah. One, one Christmas, and this, is, this has been a while ago, but it happens every year, uh, there was a, a board game called Pie Face. I don't know if you remember that or not, but it, it mm, would yeah, yeah. it would slap people on the face with some whipped cream. <laughs> uh, we sold, we got our hands on about 90 of them. And I would say that half of them sold before we even put them in the, in the trunk of the car
0: wow it's amazing isn't it and uh, Bee Coffee loves that um, yeah I love it and, uh, oh, and Rana says that he only knows about Lahore Pakistan not about UK marketing but I thought yeah. that was a great comment thanks Rana for being, uh, for being a watcher of the show um, now we're getting towards the end I think um, are there any more questions anything else that we can support Chris's time is very valuable. My time is free. So let's see. 10 more seconds because we're coming up to the end of the show. So, also, Chris, how can people uh, contact you if they want to reach out? They want to be in your sphere.
1: So, uh, I am pretty much everywhere Facebook, uh, YouTube, um, Instagram, Twitter. My handles are always at Clear the Shelf uh, across all of those platforms. I am on I am on TikTok as well, but I don't really create content there. It's just I'm much better at the longer format stuff. So, mm. uh, but yeah, I'm I'm at Clear the Shelf everywhere. Uh, you know, DMs are always open. Happy to happy to chat. Uh, you know, anywhere, anytime.
0: Yeah. So please do slide into Chris's DMs uh, anytime that you uh, anytime you feel the need. Uh, awesome so chris thank you so much for being on the amazon strategist show um yeah i'm so, I'm so grateful to you for what you did to support our business and what you will do to support our business sending people our way and um, i hope that
1: we add some value to your community as well absolutely thanks so much man i appreciate you having me
0: oh, anytime so also if you are an oa seller uh, pl seller you don't know what either of those mean, but you're making money on Amazon uh, please, and you're having trouble with seller support, do reach out to Seller Candy. What we can do is anything that drives you absolutely crazy in the back end of Seller Central, whether that's IP complaints, flat files, feed files, basically calling up Amazon and shouting at them nicely on your behalf to make things happen the way you want them to happen. Please do uh, reach out to sellercandy.com. And that brings us to the end of our episode. So thank you to so much to Chris for joining us. And I hope you've really enjoyed this evening's episode. And thanks for listening to the Amazon Strategist Show. If you could like, subscribe, click any buttons that happen to be around the video that are not other videos. Um, You can do that afterwards. Um, Then please follow us and enter the competition. Um, This has been the Amazon Strategist Show. And thank you so much for being a member of our community. Uh, Goodbye.